We are here Sunday night, the con is over, and I'm sitting here with my two roommates, Mr. Ben Bentley. Hello. Uh, who has flown all the way from England to enjoy Comic-Con, and Malachi Keller. Hello again. Uh, and I uh, just want to talk Comic-Con 2017 about your experiences, because uh, I know I'll be talking about my cosplay experiences, uh, but these two gentlemen did not cosplay, although uh, Ben did quite a share of photography of cosplay. Yeah, no, I uh, I was on camera duty this year, so uh, my last couple of times out here, I've uh, I've suited up as the Adam West Batman and uh, like a TOS uh, Captain Kirk. But no, this time uh, I wanted to keep it simple, um, and I had this idea that I was going to shoot some great portraits um, of my very talented friends and their uh, their wares. <laughs> so uh, I'm just so, trying yeah. to picture you as because you, you, for the for the listeners. He has this huge handlebar mustache and beard, and I'm like, Adam West <laughs> never had that. <laughs> so that was that was pre beard Ben Ben 1.0. Um, so uh, so yeah, no, this side of uh, this side of shaving or doing the strangest uh, variant on either of those characters <laughs> in my repertoire. No, so uh, so yeah, so I was uh, I was aiming to shoot both uh, yeah sort of in and out of the con some of the sort of the cooler costumes that I was going to. Uh, hopefully encounter and I think I, I think I took some boxes I'm pretty pleased I'm, I'm quite excited to uh, to finish the edits on those and kind of share those eventually mm-hmm. but um, was that for you or no for your your well yeah it's kind of I, I've, so over the last uh, sort of nearly four years I've been uh, shooting uh, yeah portraits of this nature kind of at uh, at conventions around the UK and I thought what better way to kind of cap this project by uh, by finishing it sort of in what I see as the cosplay capital of the world which is of course San Diego Comic Con mm-hmm. nifty wow it's either that or Dragon Con either one of those has the way overload of insane people bringing their outfits their, their wares as it were uh-huh. yeah I gotcha there was definitely a lot of great cosplay on display this weekend uh, I, I'm trying to think what were the, the standouts I think we all discussed that the most common costume scene were either Rick from Rick and Morty a lot of Ricks Absolutely. Uh, Wonder Woman. This is the summer of Wonder Woman. <laughs> Go figure. Oh, yeah. uh, and what was the last one? The there third was... one was actually Bob from Bob's That's Burgers. It. So, yeah. yeah, funny that two of those most popular costumes were both animated. Animated, yeah. So I wonder if maybe with something like that, maybe it's more accessible to people in the sense that because it's a, an animated character, like, you're not looking for specific fabrics and yeah. you're not looking for sort of screen accuracy in the sense that kind of perhaps people feel less intimidated perhaps to sort of do their spin on those characters. No, I, I I think it's just because Rick is a trench coat, 
You know, like, <laughs> all you need is a trench coat and blue hair, and you can pretty much... Uh, it's a very accessible costume to make. Well, lab coat, but yes. Yeah, but, yeah. I guess kind of interesting in some ways, uh, again, sort of like, reflecting on those two both being animated characters, the idea that they're not superheroes. I mean, it's kind of... Mm. A few years ago, I guess, if you were having this conversation, it would have been, like, Heath Ledger Joker or mm. Jared Leto Joker or mm. what, Harley Quinn or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wasn't meaning to be overly sort of DC-orientated there, but in my head, those are just ones that stick out from sort of... Yeah. You know, that's an interesting point because um, I don't think that uh, uh, Harley Quinn from uh, Suicide Squad went over very well because I kept seeing a lot more variations on classic Harley... Right, than, yeah. than the than the typical sort of Suicide Squad, which yeah. I think everybody, or at least the, I'm sure Warner Brothers wanted Suicide Squad to go over because they put it on their slate as a sequel coming up, and all of us in the theater just groaned and went, "What are they thinking?" <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I keep continuously seeing girls doing Harley Quinn in. Uh, I I remember seeing what was it? There was a steampunk one. There was sort of a uh, um, was it a baseball one, like a league of their own type thing? Okay. I, I saw uh, uh, one that was. Um, uh, I I don't want to say stripper, but it was definitely sort of all leather, with like sort of leather leggings, leather everything, and you're, you're sort of like, I guess that's a Harley Quinn, but not quite a Harley Quinn. I mean, I mean, sort of. Maybe, what, Harley Quinn mixed with uh, Marvel Universe Harley Quinn, maybe? <laughs> so, yeah, there was a lot of different variations, but it was always continuously the same old story of, of red, black, white makeup, uh, some sort of uh, hair-type trick with ponytails, things like that. So. Mm -hmm. well, what would you say the, uh, the standout cosplays you've seen have been this weekend? I was, I was just thinking that, actually, as you, as you were sort of talking about that. I am... It's kind of tough. I mean, obviously, it's a super, super subjective kind of thing. I sure. mean, I, I saw a couple of kind of um, stilt-based kind of things, which mm -hmm. were which were pretty great. But I mean, those in some ways Ooh. almost feel like easy answers in the sense that, by the sheer nature of the theatricality yeah. or whatever. But in terms uh, of, it, sorry, go on. No, 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 I, no, no. I, I was just thinking of the. You're right. I I think the only one I saw, stilt-based. Uh, I I guess I missed a bunch because. Uh, that uh, Jaku, Jaku, uh, Samurai Jack villain. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. That, that was a stilt sort of thing. Absolutely, yeah. Or, or I was, was, I was trying to remember the character. Yeah. I knew it was from Samurai Jack, but yeah, I saw, yeah. I saw that this Big afternoon. Big black one, and that thing, somebody had done something where that one was outside, and it nearly touched the top of the overhang uh, of the convention yep. center. Yeah, very tall. So, so we're talking, what, easily 10 feet tall mm -hmm. I mean it was ridiculous that that was probably one of my standouts because I can yeah I can't think of anything it's, it's tricky in some ways um, flicking through the various hashtags on Instagram yeah, and, yeah. and whatnot and my Twitter feed um, I realised that in the sort of the, the six years or so since I've been to San Diego Comic Con um, the, there's been a big shift towards I guess like a slightly more Dragon Con mentality in that there are a lot, there seem to be a lot more formally organised shoots now and so much of that seems to take place kind of to the wards, the rear of the convention centre um, on the kind of the balcony areas and the oh, steps and all that. walked through and one With it being as hot as it was and stuff, like kind of the incentive to kind of go out there wasn't kind of... Yeah. And from my point of view, even though I was looking to shoot sort of, yeah, portraits of, of these cosplayers, uh, the big group thing, the scrum to essentially take the same photo as like 
50 other photographers just kind of wasn't the incentive wasn't that um, well, I know that off the top of my head, uh, there was a cool archer group we saw on the way out that was uh, Lana, Cheryl, and, um, shoot. Oh, the Russian, um, The Russian girl, yeah. yeah. Uh, the white, the, white suit. Is it Natasha? Yeah. Yeah. So there was that, there was that group. That saw looked pretty morning, good. Yeah. I, I actually saw a couple of, uh, archer, uh, people walk in the hall. There was, uh, what's his name, uh, is it Kilgore, Kilroy, uh, the, uh, uh Kruger. 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 I, I saw yeah. Kruger and someone in a suit, which I assume was meant to be Archer, but I couldn't tell he didn't look anything like Archer, so I wasn't sure about that. Although in, I don't know, this year, but years past, one of my favorite ones was, yeah, somebody had done um, Kruger and he had his uh, anime doll <laughs> girl with him. Uh, okay. and, and I was like, that's his, very his cool. anime wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he was like a doll. It was. Right. It wasn't a person. It was yeah. an actual doll, and I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, that's that's going <laughs> that's way overboard. Solid. Yeah. Uh, well, you like those two girls doing the glow costumes on the way. Oh, out. that's right. Yes, I took. I love that because, yeah, I, I got into glow, much more than I probably should have. But I, I was just sort of funny to instantly go. I know those. Where where I where are they from? What are they? <laughs> and mm-hmm. then to kind of have it dawn on me. So yeah, I I love those moments. I mean. Mm-hmm. That's that sort of bleeds into your sort of costume you did because it's the same sort of thing. It's not a uh, a directly relatable character immediately, but the moment your mind hits it, the moment someone goes, "Oh, I know what that is," mm. then it becomes this delightful dance of like, "Oh, somebody did a costume just that I know," you know. It's a fine line doing costumes. I was thinking about that because you know um, uh, the most popular one I did this year is clearly the Joker. I mean, everybody knows the character, even if you don't know the '60s iteration. Uh, but if you do know the 60s iteration, and it is still very popular thanks to the Blu-rays and the uh, iconic look of that look, iconic look of that, um, it's great. Um, and it doubly so when I'm in a group with Scott and we're doing the whole Bat thing, and that was Saturday. You know, we did we had Batman, Robin, Catwoman, Riddler, and Joker. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, once we planted ourselves, started posing. I mean, it was just walls and walls and walls of cameras. I imagine, given Adam West's sort and, yes. of demise here, then uh, mm-hmm. that that is going to make things even more popular for right. that era of Batman. Right, I right. think it certainly makes it more special, but I mean, on, on a really simple level, it's it's like any of these groups, um, as soon as you throw that kind of quantity of primary colors into one shot, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, one of my personal standouts was like a kind of a, a, set, a full complement of Power Rangers from mm. the original series who mm, kind of yeah. literally looked like they stepped out of kind of an episode. Like, mm-hmm. the moulds were probably better on those helmets than they actually were for the show itself. Like, yeah, they were yeah. super cleaned up. But in, in that sense, that sort of just visually, like, mm. it, those colours, the purple of your Joker against the blues and the purples of the Batman suit mm-hmm. and whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, just, in- it's just so rich and kind of just sincere and it's kind of in the way in which it embodies the spirit of, of, of those kind of shows and stuff. I think it's, yeah, it, it's it's exciting for anybody, regardless, like you said, whether they're necessarily, like, a diehard fan of that show, just to see a Joker, a Catwoman, yeah. a Batman, a Riddler. Like, do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's so rare, I mean, for me, well, certainly, to, to see that kind of combination together in one place. Like, it's pretty I think, special. I think the group really helps when you group it together, mm-hmm. because seeing them walk singly or as a couple... You're sort of like, oh, that's It's definitely cute. cool, But yeah. when you see that whole group, I think that's what really attracts... That's why you oh, get yeah. these shoots. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, well, like what our, our other roommate, Brandon, who does a, a Star-Lord, he did a group with, you know, Groot and all of them. And, and yeah, it was big attraction. Yeah. Everybody wanted to see all of the team together. You so. go from being interesting to formidable because it's, yeah. it's just yeah. it, it, on such a simple level, it's that childlike thing of like you're seeing these characters that you're invested <laughs> in somehow oh, yeah. in oh, the flesh. Bob. And I mean, that's, that's it, kind of... That's Comic-Con in a nutshell. It's the same thing I was thinking of that Mad Hatter group he did with um, Chad the day before. Precisely, yeah. Yeah, which also is pretty formidable. And they made the cover of uh, the Comic-Con newsletter yeah. on It's such a cool idea, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't recall them having that back in 2011. I don't either. I was here. So mm-hmm. that's, in some way, I, I don't know, despite As how if, digital Comic-Con is now in the sense yeah. that we're all yeah. sitting here flicking through Instagram to check stuff out, I love the fact that they do, like, a print... Yeah. newsletter like every day with some just, images with all the things the they have to do at this con I can't believe they find the time yeah, I know. to do that too but you're right There's all, I've always said there's power in a group um, whether it's a group of doctors <laughs> no I'm serious whether it's a, every time I've done a group of doctors whether it's six doctors three doc well it has to be three or more doctors but three three doctors uh, but yes uh, but five doctors six doctors all yeah. 13 doctors uh, I mean yeah people the whole they lose their mind when you yeah. have a good good group yeah, you know. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't just throw a random group together. There's yeah, got, there's got to be that 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 synergy of look, feel, and then uh, yeah, yeah. What yeah. I guess I guess the nature. So of obviously, the Bob, we have to do uh, <laughs> Captain Power now. I keep all right. I have said this many times. I'm saying it again publicly. I've talked to Mel many many times. Ben, do you know what Captain Power? Is? I am not familiar with Captain. All right, Power. I didn't think so. Ben, but Ben here is not out of his twenties. Whereas sadly, Mel and I are well beyond our twenties, uh, and that is why we know Captain Power. Captain Power, uh, for those who don't know, uh, was a late '80s, 1987. Uh, toy line by Mattel tied in with a live action TV show. Okay. It was sort of a kid friendly version of the Terminator, where basically <laughs> robots and cyborg guys have taken over. It was post apocalyptic. Yes, post apocalyptic. Naturally. Uh, robots and this cyborg guy kind of took over the planet, and uh, these uh-huh. rebels led by Captain Jonathan Power and his soldiers of the future. <laughs> I, I, were... I'm now showing the image to him yeah, so he can go. get an idea of oh, this show, wow, which wow, wow. was okay. way ahead of its time. One, yeah. of the, the, one of the best elements of this show is the realization that J. Michael Straczynski was a part of this show. And that's one of the reasons why it, it had it, it, such an amazing it, it sort of thing. It looks like every 80s visual reference combined into one. Yeah. It looks like but, Mega Man meets kind of Battlestar Galactica. But the best part is, yeah, <laughs> me and Bob have joked about this many times because I would play the tank character, which is full armor, because I, I like to literally head-to-toe myself. Camouflage yeah. armor for those who need to Yeah, and, and, then, and then, of course, uh, Bob would do Power, the, the main guy. Uh-huh. And then we've joked about asking uh, Thomas Parham, uh, our uh, Green Lantern, who does a lot of stuff to do the, uh, the, the what was it, Scout? Scout. The, 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 the stealth guy. And then we were leaving, you know, there's a girl who is uh, a pilot. Sure. Yeah, and uh, and or no pilot. It was the other. It was, no, it's Chase. Chase. Chase yeah. And then we had uh, the other guy, the aerial guy, who's an older guy. And it was like, could we convince Scott to go there? <laughs> and it's funny because I showed this to Erica, and she was like, Oh, I'm totally down for this. I'm totally down. And I'm like, Oh my god, okay. It's such a cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, here's so. my thing. This is one of those ones where, like, if you know it, people will lose their mind. Yeah. If you don't know it, it's still a pretty cool looking group. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah but yeah. I love it's exactly what you've talked about. It's n- power in numbers because it's a full group. And with everybody in that group together, 
Yeah, there would definitely be that moment of everybody going, what the hell is that? i got to get a photo of that. It, it's one of those ones which uh, always amuses me, and I encountered a couple of these this weekend. You'll be walking... Uh, walking by somebody whether they're on their own or in a group and people will be asking them for photos and they'll be like okay cool thanks by the way what are you dressed as? yeah oh, <laughs> which no. must be so disheartening after somebody has stopped you and yeah. you're like yes this is my moment i mean you probably experienced this quite a bit well, this yeah, weekend bob, bob in terms why don't you why don't you tell them what you did i was trying weekend. to give you a nice little segue there <laughs> i i was i was happily talking about captain power but um <laughs> yeah i no, I, I, all these kind of group ideas are, are great. We've always got our pie-in-the-sky group ideas. I mean, Red Dwarf, I know we've talked about that. And, oh, uh, so Hitchhiker. I would totally be down for that. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, no, we want to do Forever Hitchhiker's Guide. And I've never seen a good full group for that. that I've seen cool. River yeah. and Lister. I've never seen the full group. This is it, yeah. yeah. But um, The cat and stuff, that would be... The cat yeah, and Crichton get sticky. But if you can <laughs> yeah. do it, oh, if you pull it off, man... Oh, well, if the BBC could do it with a budget of seven pounds, I'm right, pretty sure yeah. they're there. <laughs> um, that's what, but I'm, you I'm know. allowed to say that. It's fine. Right. Yeah, you're British. You can say that. Um, but no, I yeah. What I did this I've chipped in. What, what I did this weekend, the brand new costume I, I premiered uh, is uh, King Marvel, which uh, I, I explained this so many times this weekend. I might as well explain it again. King Marvel uh, is uh, from Kingdom Come, a fantastic uh, graphic novel that was pretty game-changing back in 96 by Alex Ross and Mark Wade. Uh, very, very cool. It was essentially an uh, Elseworlds future, possible future version of all the big superheroes. It was a big Superman uh, story, actually, but, I mean, everyone had a role in it, uh, and even big in the DC universe. And so um, King Marvel, it literally has a cameo. There's tons of all these Easter egg and cameos in the book. And so he's in two panels, and what it is is... Uh, as part of the storyline, Captain Marvel has been mind-controlled by uh, Mr. Mind and Lex Luthor to be um, kind of go on the side of the bad guys. So with Captain Marvel out of the picture, Captain Marvel Jr. Uh, had to kind of grow up and take his place. But he didn't. He was no longer Captain Marvel Jr. Now as an adult, he is King Marvel. And the deal with King Marvel and why he's called that is because his whole look is based on Elvis Presley. He's like an Elvis Presley version of Captain Marvel Jr., <laughs> With the same kind of color scheme, but it's like it's like, but with like that Elvis high collar and the and the cuffs are drawn out to be kind of bell bottomy and all that stuff. I'll have to post a picture on the post. But um, anyway, so very obscure. <laughs> I won't deny it. Very obscure. But I thought the look was really cool, and I've always wanted to do Captain Marvel Junior. But I know I'm too old to pull him off. So um, no, it's true. You know that's why I normally do regular Captain Marvel. Oh come on, admit uh, it, Bob. You just wanted to. To dress as Elvis. Well, no, no. I, I just, but, but then I thought about, oh, this is a version of Cap Jr. I, I could get behind, and it's different, and you just haven't seen it. And yeah. and I figure even if you don't know who the character is, and I fully expected most people wouldn't, you would still go, oh, it's like a cool Elvis superhero thing. And I was right. Like, the color scheme works, <laughs> and the Elvis thing totally sells in. Sure enough, I walked around Friday in that outfit. I wanted to give it more love. I'm sure some other con I will, but... Um, yeah, a ton of people, of course, be like, oh, man, Elvis. Hey, Elvis, I'm a big fan of Elvis. Yeah, hunk of hunk of love, Elvis, you know? Um, you know, and I got a lot of that. And then people would, if it wasn't that, it was, oh, it's super Elvis. Hey, Elvis, Elvis got superpowers. Are you going to sing when you fly or whatever? Or what, all that kind of stuff. So I got super Elvis, Superman Elvis, Doctor Strange Elvis, uh, Flash Elvis, Shazam Elvis, Shaz Elvis. Yeah, I still can't say that. But yeah. yeah, I got a bunch of those. Um, so that was I was all, and then sometimes just plain Flash. I still got one of those. Like I, see, I can't be Captain Marvel. I'll be called the Flash. Um, but but <laughs> most importantly, hell? though, I guess, and by the nature of being at one of the biggest and greatest comic yes. conventions on planet Earth. Yes. 
There was naturally one guy who... There were two. Two guys named. There were two, two guys. guys who knew exactly who I was. They were like, hey, exactly. King Marvel! And, yeah, <laughs> nice. Was, and it nice. makes it Good all grat- gratifying <laughs> moment, right? They were, yeah. Yes, they, were, they, they knew. And a, few, a handful of others like knew I was some sort of... Shaz- Actually, that's what's so funny. The people who didn't know the character, but they understood I was doing a Captain Marvel Shazam mashup Elvis, they thought I invented it because I didn't know the character. They thought, that's the coolest mashup I've ever seen. Which I guess is kind of <laughs> wow. totally in line with like this culture that obviously yeah. just goes from strength to strength in yeah. terms of sometimes not so clever, but sometimes incredibly clever kind of crossover. Yeah. Well, right now, mashup is a big thing. I mean, every T-shirt dealer I see, they have somehow found their way around licensing rights by mashing everything together. (laughs) So it's some of the best, coolest T-shirts I've ever seen, but yet at the same time, totally, like, in the realm of of like yeah no no normal company would sell this at Target so yeah. so it's all mashups. Parody is protected by intellectual property law, isn't it? So yeah. you know. Oh, it's insane. <laughs> I know T-shirt companies. Well, the other one too is that it's limited runs because I know I that so. some of the best ideas, like like one of the coolest ideas that I first recognized of this whole sort of thing uh, was um, what was it the TARDIS and the DeLorean hitting each other in space right and, and, and I saw that shirt and I went oh my god how did they get away with that and then I found out later that it was a limited run of like what 100 shirts they right. sold uh-huh. and so some of this stuff comes back but yeah for the most part these guys go in real fast hey buy it this week buy it tonight yeah. $10 a piece and they sell a bunch and then you never see it again yep. and, and it's the only way that these type of designs can get away with uh not having to pay, you know, uh-huh. what was it, $10 a shirt? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, as you say, parody law protects a lot. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's weird going between King Marvel, where I'm explaining myself all the time, to the Joker, where, I mean, everybody, I mean, I'm sure if I'd walked around, I mean, hell, you heard this, uh, as we walked around, there was 25 people that had to single out the fact I had the fake mustache. Yeah, and I mean, they're just the people you heard as well. Yeah. That, that's one of the weirdest things, I guess, sort of when you're kind of accompanying, uh, like, a group of that nature. Like, I kind of have the, the kind of, the... It's a really cool position to be in because essentially I get to hear a lot of the peripheral right. stuff that's kind of going on, like as I orbit kind of the group. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll tend to sort of shoot a couple of pictures and then kind of get out of the way so everybody else can kind of do their thing. Or if, mm-hmm. or if there's somebody else, another really cool cosplayer jumping in, I might maybe step back in. But the great thing about stepping out of the way is like you hear the commentary and it's that fly on the wall kind of thing, which sure. is great. So sure. the same sort of thing was happening uh, sort of both days that Vicky also did her Evil Queen. Yeah, yeah. Like I was saying to her, like, oh man, I wish you could just hear like for every one person who came up to her and kind of was gushing over it or was like hey come my kid jump mm-hmm. in a picture there was another two or three people every time we stopped who were like oh that's amazing just like even right. people who weren't kind of taking the pictures were yep. still kind of still blown away by that stuff yep. but yeah your your mustache was I mean I'm I'm a big 60s TV Batman guy anyway but like the, I hate the term real fans but like the guys who it means something to like the mustache is everything yeah like, absolutely like do you know what I mean it's well, like it's it's, it's, it's the real deal it's such a deep cut it's, <laughs> yeah there's such a thing as sort of the, when you see something and it's it's almost like the, the what was it, the, the the statement for computer stuff the uncanny valley it, it's it's a it's a statement that basically relates to every time you see a cartoon or an animated character like they're trying to do a a realistic version and you just look at it and go something's wrong uh-huh. something's off I can't pinpoint it something is just off they, they call it the uncanny valley right. to me that's the same notion if Bob walked around without that mustache you'd have so many people shooting going that's cool but you get those peripheral comments of like something's off it's just not 
it's God, he's so close to the Joker, <laughs> but he's not the Joker. And and it's the subtle it's, little it's details, details are yeah, always which, which, the things. Bizarrely, so. just alter the read beyond like any yeah. fathomable kind of yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's so funny because the first year I did that Joker was twenty fourteen Big Wow, and uh, it was pretty good. It came together pretty good, except the wig was a little bright and a little long. Mm-hmm. Uh, funnily enough, almost nobody, except for obviously us tight people in the group, almost <laughs> nobody complained about that wig. I think because everything else read so well, and yeah. I had the mustache. Um, so it goes to show you, I can have the hair a bit off and everyone will forgive it if I have the mustache. It, it's like, there is just like a degree of sincerity in that <laughs> mustache. And this, I mean, don't get me wrong, we are totally overanalyzing this mustache, but there is a degree of sincerity and authenticity, which I am totally cool with. Like I said, being sort of a big TV Batman guy, whereby, yeah, like any and all other, do you know what I mean? Like you could have been wearing pants that were two sizes too big and kind of, do you know what I mean? Like right. had a jacket that which didn't have tails on it or something. Right. But you had that mustache and your hair was green, so therefore, therefore everything was right, right in the world. Now, now Ben, I know you, you'd, uh, you're you a big 60s Batman fan. You've seen that Joker in many of photos. This is your first time seeing it in person. Did it disappoint you at all? No, no, not at all. Like if anything, it was, it was just even better because I mean like knowing that show kind of inside out, sort of just down to some of the details details that you were replicating so the idea that the pinstripe in the trousers is different widths mm-hmm. and it's also like sewn onto the exterior it's not dyed into the mm-hmm. weave or whatever the fabric um but yeah the, the overall sell in person is just great because there's that texture to the makeup and just uh, yeah it, it, it's it's a really really fun character in its own right and i think done to sort of the level and the standard of which you worked on it like is just yeah it is just great i mean i would be probably pretty over the moon to see a guy in a caesar romero joker that was 50 percent of where you're at do you know what i mean like so to it's it's <laughs> okay. it is totally on, wow it, it, it's definitely it's definitely you, into that, Bob? The, you are 120 <laughs> apparently i raised the bar too high but, but seriously caesar though romero's family is just angry at you for stealing their <laughs> overshadowing the latin lovers legacy oh um but no i mean but then again you put that against a really great riddler like the one that kelly has has, has created those colors just work yeah. like i mean obviously for the longest time the feature film movie was was all a lot of us had access yeah. to it, this side of recording stuff off tv so the idea of seeing like those purples yeah. um against the green of the riddler suit in person again mm-hmm. that's just another visual cue that takes me right back to something which is mm-hmm. at the heart of what i'm about so it's it's super cool you know that's a key point to to make that statement too is that this is half of the or maybe perhaps all of the fun of dressing up is that moment of realizing that you have connected with even one person and brought their childhood right yeah, back yeah, in focus and, I, and you, you can see it you yeah, really see it. it's that love. You can see the smile totally and stuff. Yeah. The, the first, I mean, despite the fact, sort of, I mean, prior to me ever suiting up as as Adam's Batman, like I'd heard sort of my share of anecdotes from friends Scott and others who'd who'd been doing it for a long while at that point, but it wasn't until I put that suit on myself for the first time and went out at this very convention sort of eight, eight years ago, <laughs> you hear somebody off to the side just say, hey, that's Adam West, that's my Batman. Like, mm-hmm. that is yeah. kind of, like, I mean, yeah. I am by no means up there with the guys who are, who are nailing it, but just that right combination of visual cues kind of semi-assembled in the right order. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, so by the time you, you 
add that to the prowess of a group who are all kind of, do you know what I mean? Like firing on all cylinders, like mm-hmm. you guys are. Like, it's yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty phenomenal. That's always, uh, it's always a great feeling. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like that's, it it gives you a kick of... because that's presumably why you got into that suit. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. I, I couldn't imagine sort of wanting to do a character, and this certainly isn't a slant on anybody who does, but on a personal level, I mean, one of the reasons I didn't suit up this year was because there wasn't any of the characters that I care enough about that at this very moment in time I feel like I can pull off for one sure. reason or another, whether sure. it's having to shave or having to shift like 50 pounds or whatever. Like, I just wouldn't want to do it if I didn't feel like there was an element of, of authenticity in how I'm approaching it. You know, it's funny because I, I, I just kind of looking at you talking right now, I don't know why I kept thinking you could do Boomerang from Suicide Squad. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. That, You've that got is some of that element yeah. because of the potential That's, of the accent and all of that. There you go. Sort yeah. of crazy, but... Well, it's, it's, funny, it's funny that we mentioned Boomerang and obviously the character was presumably... He was Australian, wasn't he? Yeah. Or, or New Zealand. Yeah. Um, one, one of, of my two, yeah. personal con highlights this year was meeting uh, Kevin Conroy mm-hmm. and having a brief conversation with him whilst he was signing a photo. And after he'd spent a little while sort of telling me about the, the movie, the Harley Quinn movie that they premiered the, mm. the night before... And he then said, oh, so, hey, whereabouts in Australia are you from? (laughs) But this was in Kevin Conroy's voice. (laughs) (laughs) So that was, yeah, that was, yeah, sorry, as an aside to sort of... Whereabout are you from, (laughs) Boomerang? It was just, yeah. That man told me that. Absolutely, absolutely hilarious, yeah. Do do you know what's great is that, um, uh, a brief sort of story, because voices are everything when when you can do a voice, because I know that Scott... Doing his Adam West is is amazing. Like he, he does it so much. It's just like oh my god. It's that next level, isn't it? You put that jaw shape in a cowl that looks yeah. as great as it does, and like you're just yeah. It's another level. And, and it's funny how I'm sorry, Mel. It, it, every it's still. I mean, I'm I've seen him do it now for years, but I see him get in front of a new audience like this weekend, and he does his Adam West. And there's always those people who have not seen it, and they, mm-hmm. they flip their lid. They, you can see them now, like oh wow, it's cool. The minute he talks, like. <gasps> Like, like he's got the voice it's it's amazing it's it, it, it's hilarious so um this afternoon uh, scott and i caught up with um, <coughs> a friend of ours a guy called jimmy who is a member of the message board that we that, that we run the, the 66 batman message board um and he jimmy was cosplaying as adam's batman on on saturday and uh he he, he has two sons and they both do robin oh, um so cute. which is kind of kind of cute like batman and these two small robins and they they all look great but apparently uh jimmy son one of the one of the two robins afterwards said yeah dad cosplays as, as batman that guy was batman he was like he and and i quote he even has the voice yeah. and it's like right okay you put that through the filter of like a five-year-old yeah. kid making that observation oh, i'm sure it's going to be great when he goes what what do you mean adam west was dead no i met him at the He's con like, that is batman, you know? right yeah. and he had yeah. to kind of explain to him like no, it's not like. Yeah, that's not that <laughs> Despite no. this very confusing no, combination that's of him. visual yeah. and audio yeah. references, like that wasn't actually. You no, know, it's funny because my friend Nathan did a, a Batman uh, Gotham CSI video, where he basically took the animated series, which we, we were briefly oh, talking yeah. about how awesome that that is, and he he put it together as this sort of dark, sort of um, almost robot chicken type parody, but the funny part was that he was working at. Um, I believe it was NBC at the time, and he they managed to actually get Kevin Conroy's backup 
the, the guy that in when, when Conroy's voice oh, is so the guy failing, who does the ADR stuff yeah, or whatever. It, it got him to come in, and it's crazy because yeah, we, <laughs> we've got some some awesome Batman moments where you're like, no, Batman would never say that, but that's <laughs> damn funny. But of course, the, the 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 highlight of that one was that through some magic that Nathan always manages to pull, they got the guy who does Bullock to actually come in and do oh, the voice wow, of Bullock yeah. for a couple of things. And he wasn't even supposed to be in the video, but he found <laughs> out what was going on. And he's like, oh, I'd love to be a part of this. And he <laughs> he did some lines that we actually had to go back and reanimate stuff just to, to, go to it. make it work with the lines. But it, yeah, it's amazing. When you hear the voices, you're like, oh my God, I, I know this is not supposed to be real Batman, but hearing it, it really kind of, it sells so I mean, much I mean, harder. Bringing it back to the costume side of things, yeah. I mean, we talk so much about read and casting and whatnot, but, like, it all of a sudden becomes the perfect storm if you have the read of the costume mm. and you have an element of casting in terms of selling it. Whether the person's, like, a, a Kevin Copa-esque mm-hmm. kind of seemingly mm-hmm. almost cloned kind of right, right. version <laughs> of the actor or, right. or whatever, yeah. but... Yeah, like that that kind of that sort of that full kind of that mm. being able to do a voice or an impression and embody those mannerisms just takes it to the to the next level. And I don't know whether or not like again, I'm try- not trying to blow too much smoke up Scott's uh, posterior. Like I'm not sure I've met anybody else doing pretty much any character who kind of I mean like I've seen guys who like look like a pretty great Chris Reeves or whatever but like they open their mouth and it's like wow you're from Boston or like yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> so it's kind of I, I don't know like have you I mean did you encounter anybody else this year perhaps who you thought hang on a minute like this is this is like absolutely firing on all cylinders I mean when I it's rare I've seen Brandon go full out but I've seen he does a pretty good 10th doctor but man I mean I've seen him do a really good uh, Beetlejuice I've seen him do right. really good oh, wow. he does an excellent Captain Jack too yeah yeah, that's true, um, that's true. I've so not seen him in that but I can totally I can totally yeah, he nails it and I, but I, you're right I've never I yeah it's like I, so we've got a few friends like that or like I've seen people where the performance is outshining the not quite 100 percent like decentness of the costume yeah yeah, yeah. or vice versa you're uh-huh. right it's hard to find someone who's totally nailing both yeah very hard and i'm not saying i'm by no means am i kind of sort of implying that there are rules to any of this but like in terms of that sort of i guess that that magic kind of mm-hmm. combo or whatever it's it is interesting when you well, encounter it, these people you who do embody all of those things i mean it elevates it ele- it elevates everything i mean it's something to aspire to mm-hmm. when, when you create a Absolutely. costume I know I, I talk about this a lot to other people who get into sort of, because I, I, I make armor and stuff for people at times, and I've done Iron Man stuff, and it's crazy to have somebody complain that, oh, I couldn't get it perfect that first time, and I always talk about this of, don't be afraid to you make that one, and then now next year you're going to upgrade it, you're going to keep going, and that's what you should be doing, is you should find something that you really love and you really want to pursue, and don't be afraid to go yeah so this year i wasn't totally perfect but next year oh yeah i'm gonna watch those videos i'm gonna practice the voice mm-hmm. i'm gonna upgrade my costume and you you can always do version two version three yep. version four yep. and and it's amazing i've watched some people You've do that start go from haven't you? go from like that's... nothing to to oh my god you really nailed it now so I was thinking how, uh, actually, another really great cosplay I saw along the lines of casting, I don't know if I showed you this, there was a girl who did a Jessica Jones, 
And she was like the spitting image of Chris and Ritter. Crazy. I yeah, mean, I think I saw her. Like I didn't have an encounter with her. Like mm-hmm. she was she was actually was she ironically near the Marvel movie. Quite possibly, yeah, yeah. yeah she, she, she someone else sell to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I'll show you a picture. But so I got a picture with her and uh, you know, I mean when she talked, I mean not that she was like awful, but I mean I knew she wasn't Kristen Ritter when she talked, but uh, but I remember I got a photo with her and she even busted out a, a, a brown bag bottle. Uh, <laughs> so I mean I give her lots of props but I was thinking then for myself when I did King Marvel I mean look there's nothing to really base the character on all I can do is really lean into the Elvis thing yeah. so basically like um, and not that my Elvis is amazing but it's reasonable so anytime someone would talk to me I'd just come back with Elvisisms and they'd eat that up yeah. they'd just be they were so giddy to be I mean, talking to Elvis and this is where it's also important if if you're dealing with somebody that doesn't get it or they're clear like a vendor who clearly is there, like I was walking around the comic aisle for a long time because I just wanted to find a Captain Marvel Junior comic to pose mm-hmm. with. Eventually I found one and those guys were great and they're really awesome. Most of the other vendors were like, eh, eh. you know, they're kind of in <laughs> sourpuss mode because they're just like, Oh, you're you just you're just a cosplayer, you're not here to really buy anything. Yeah. But if you find the right people, whether it's a vendor or or a attendee who's who's in like you've got them it doesn't even mean that they know the character but they're mm-hmm. intrigued they're kind of, oh wow that's really cool the minute you have that interplay it's like having having a great audience in a the theater it's on like it's so cool to see it because then especially if it's a girl and i can play it i was like hey baby how you doing you know <laughs> they they lose i mean it's great and then i can get like a giggle or a little shy smile and i'm just like job is done well, yeah that's i mean I like it's that that, that sort of that that vaguely altruistic notion of like that person is gonna remember that like yeah. if you if you can make somebody crack a smile like it's it's all about that interaction yeah, oh yeah. Um, and I think that's that's what's so cool is like there's a hundred thousand opportunities to do that every time you step out onto that convention floor and yeah. it's kind of yeah it, it's a really exciting it's a really exciting thing God you know another group would be great but we're probably all getting too old for this would be a good bonsai group. Oh man, Buckaroo! Buckaroo, we did like Hong Kong Cavaliers. Yeah, because I I don't think I've ever no seen that. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, yeah, when you consider how long that movie's been out, but I'm wondering if uh, with the resurgence and a sequel, I mean, it had a big anniversary recently, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Kevin Smith supposedly directing the second uh, a a sequel. Is it a TV show? Series. Oh, yeah, okay. supposedly he's... So maybe next year. You never know. Yeah, we might end series, up seeing... A, seeing yeah, a the, the, I mean, they're going to have to recast. So you might see... You're right. You might see a bunch of people doing a new version yeah. of Buckaroo based on... But you know that as soon thing. as that happens, then that sets the cogs whirring for... Yeah. Like, you that. guys or whatever. Yeah. So we like, okay, now we've got to do it. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's hard with Buckaroo because if you cast that wrong, people will think he's Pee Wee Herman. Which is it, it, is, it is tricky. <laughs> yeah. true, I mean, I don't, I, yeah. It's, well, that's right. Cause, uh, it's a weird one. How did that ever go? Because did you what? weren't you doing one with the, the flight suit? One? I did. I did, the fl- I did flight suit Buckaroo from the jet car sequence oh okay and and nobody got that one well i wore it to a star trek convention that peter weller was at for the peter weller photo Mm -hmm. op and uh there were i counted about 10 people that got it and the 10 people that got it flipped their minds (laughs) like they were so happy everybody else just thought i was some sort of ninja guy they're like (laughs) like, well i guess what did uh, what did peter weller have to say uh he, I mean, he didn't dwell on it that long, and I only wore it during the photo op. I didn't wear it when I met him for the autograph, where I could really talk to him. By the time I met him for the autograph, you know, I could tell that he was just <laughs> faded, like he'd done his. He just like, oh well, it makes a change from Robocop. Yeah, well, and he'd been signing for probably three hours. I could just tell he was tired. He signed my Buckaroo stuff. Um, 
And he was nice about it, but I mean, I could just tell he was kind of on fumes, so I didn't push him too hard. The only thing he really commented to me was just that, oh, wow, this, this, this is a cool poster. Where'd you get this? And I'd had him sign two standard Buckaroo posters, and there was a, like, you know, like a Spencer Gifts-type Buckaroo poster that was out at the time, where it's him with the, the guitar from the band sequence. Uh, oh, and, he seen hadn't, and he hadn't cool, seen it, though. so I could tell he was really intrigued. Like, oh, wow, where'd you get this? So he, he liked the poster. That was cool. Um, and then, uh, but when I took the photo op with him, and I still regret this, I had the full gear on, and I wish I had taken the mask off. So you could at least have so a So I could have my face there, and I, you know, that's sort of after the fact. It's almost like one of those things where if it wasn't a rushed photo op, uh-huh. I would have just done it both ways. Yeah. But you know how it is there. It's a cattle call, snap, leave, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the reason I did that is because, well, with the mask on, you get the full effect of the costume. Yeah. And Kelly had said, oh, with Bob, Bob with your eyes, it'll be fine. Bob eyes. I'm like, okay, <laughs> Kelly. And then looking back, even he's like, oh, yeah, you should take the mask off. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's that's one no. thing that, I mean, unless, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, I certainly wasn't exposed to any or saw any personally. I mean, San Diego hasn't gone down the route, has it, really, what? of sort of embracing the big, formal, formal photo shoots. Like, um, the, the, oh, the, the Froggy-esque shoots, they I guess, have. that you associate with smaller shows. Well, they, they have. It was, um, it was X-Files, I thought. Comic-Con yes. itself doesn't do it. it. There's a booth on the floor called Holzheimer's. Oh. They arrange photo shoots right. with some of the celebrities. That's what you're thinking. Because, yeah, I, uh, I, I remember right. that, um, that, yeah, Christina... And I went by the booth, and there was um, there was David Duchovny and and um, and Gillian Anderson, mm-hmm. and they were charging eight hundred dollars for a single photo. And she was like, me? "No, not worth it." <laughs> no, I mean. Man, for I'm, man. I would want David Duchovny to take the picture for that amount <laughs> and well, be in it at the same time. So no, but that's the point is that uh, like like to to deviate I, I guess a little bit here uh, on that notion. Um, Barrowman has John Barrowman has always been worth the photo op because he's one of the few celebs I know that you can truly just do anything you want in that photo. <laughs> he will do it to you. You can do it to him, and he is game for anything. Right. And to me, I'm like. You know what? I'll pay the eight hundred because I know this will be a truly memorable yeah. <laughs> photo that I probably won't be able to hang up on the wall. <laughs> so. Yeah, even still, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, even as a cosplayer, I was thinking like how there are certain poses I know how to do with some of these characters, and and King Marvel, I had to kind of you know play around a little bit and figure out some things. And also, my favorite is when I encounter a photographer who wants more than one or two shots and they want you to keep varying it up and after about three or four I'm out I'm out of poses I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. I have, now I'm inventing on the fly like okay yeah. oh my god that's every time I, I wore like a Cyberman outfit I, I think I had what uh, the hand outreaching two hands outreaching standing there <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm kind of done with poses and it's when they ask yeah. you to smile I imagine it gets quite common <laughs> <laughs> yeah you <laughs> it's true um, well, I mean, we also did the Doctor Who thing uh, this year. I did the fourth Doctor on Thursday and again on Sunday. And I, I did my season 14 for on Thursday and 12 on Sunday. Uh, there was still an ample amount of love on the floor for the fourth Doctor on Thursday. Like, I got uh-huh. stopped a fair amount. Like, oh, wow, yeah. people still dig four. And especially once I was hanging with Andrew, who does a brilliant four, um, as well as uh, Garth, who, who was doing six Doctors. So anytime we were hanging together, it was three Doctors. It was a sick sandwich. Yeah, man, totally. Yeah, people were loving it. Oh, I could, and I could see just how happy people were to see, like, classic Doctor. Oh, wow, Doctor. Yeah. So that was great. We did a meetup on Thursday, which, uncannily for this year, uh, was not well attended. We only had about a dozen, maybe 14 people there. But your second one, however, that sounds like it was yeah, a lot yeah, the, the Sunday meet after the panel 
after, the, of course, the Doctor Who panel turned out to be the amazing one. It turned out to be much better. Yeah, yeah, we probably had about 30 people at that one. Were there any Doctor Who characters represented on Thursday or Sunday that you'd not seen at San Diego before? Uh, well, obviously, there was a guy doing a male version of the new 13th Doctor to be played by Jodie Whittaker. That's brand new off the conveyor belt, so to speak. Uh-huh. Uh, I totally missed that. Yeah, wow. you didn't catch that? Yeah, yeah I didn't catch that. He was there on both meets, so that was nice. There was That's a very right. good uh, woman uh, who did a very good first doctor on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, was that in a straight kind of sort of sort of sense, or was it a, like a femme first? It was not. It was straight up. Straight up. Straight up okay, first doctor. Really cool. and it was pretty wow. well done. Uh, I'm trying to think of ones I hadn't seen before. There was... Uh, there was a 21-year-old girl who was doing a Romana 1 from Rebus Operation. Now, I'd seen it done a couple times before, but it was pretty good. And the thing I thought was just amazing was this girl's 21. And <laughs> and, and she's basically glommed on to Romana as her favorite character and Fora is one That's of her awesome. favorite doctors. And even though she started with the new show. And I know a lot of younger girls in their 20s who won't touch the classic series with a 10-foot pole. Right. And I respect that. I get it. You know, to a certain generation, it looks cheesy and stuff. I get it. But it always makes a little part of me sad going, like, you're missing some good stuff if you could just look past you know what they were trying to do, but I get it. I get yeah. it. I'm not. I get it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's always refreshing to find somebody who's who you know, wants young, to do those who's gotten into it yeah. really and, and 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 really went hard for it. So that I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, like you know, there was a girl doing like a mashup crazy doctor. What it was like a bit of every doctor was in her costume. Have you caught that? My God, yeah, I must have missed a ton of yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that that was kind of clever. Um, there were some good missies. There was. Uh, Oh boy, there was a couple of decent Claras, um, some roses, of course. Yeah, other than that, it was kind of the. I, I mean, they were all well done. It was just a lot of the same old, same old. There was, was, like, was anybody kind of disproportionately represented? Were, were there a lot of Capaldi's with him being here this weekend? On Sunday, there on was Sunday. there was a good amount of Capaldi's on yeah. Sunday. Um, there was one other guy who did a great Capaldi. I caught on it was Thursday or Friday. Oh, it was Friday because that was King Marvel, and I was like, "Hey, Doctor," you know. <laughs> and, uh, and he was good because now his costume was fairly good. I could tell he had an Abbey shot coat, which is one of the ones you can buy. But it was casting. He he was a gaunt older guy with gray hair. He just right. he had the look, uh-huh. and that's why I was like, man, I almost want to go like, hey, can I please that for a? But you know, hard to do it when you're in a completely different character. Um, I nearly wore King Marvel again today, or um, because I just wanted to give it more love. But I'm glad I stuck with the Doctor because we had the panel. There was a meetup. It would have looked a little weird oh, for King Marvel to awesome. crash the Doctor. No, no, know? that would have been awesome. King Marvel, <laughs> like, hey, Doctors. <laughs> well, I was I was thinking about your thing, Ben, talking about color palette and how, like, you know, um, with Doctor Who, it's a lot of like muted, very English sort of, you know, gray brown colors. Yeah, it matches least, our weather mostly. There you go. And, uh, but King Marvel, like, the Joker, the thing I like about it is, um, you know, again, because I'm going off more of a comic book thing than the Tom Tyler thing, uh, I mean, bright blue, bright gold, bright yellow, uh, and those colors do pop nice. Like, when I finally saw your picture of me, I was like, wow, those, wow, those colors really do kind of grab you. They read really nicely, and I mean, I think that's, that's one of those things as well, I mean, from... From from yeah, from my point of view, kind of yeah, shooting costumes with that amount of color to play with, like that's mm. that's that's so 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 exciting. Because mm-hmm. in day to day life, you don't see bright blue teamed up with yellow and gold all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of yeah, it it works really really nicely. And I think that sort of like you said, like there is an appreciation and a level of appreciation which, regardless of like the insight into the character, like mm-hmm. people if people see something cool. They see something cool, yeah. and it doesn't, and it totally doesn't detract from that. And that's that's something that's so great about San Diego is like you can you can do those characters, and you can 
get away with it for want of a better kind yeah. of phrase. Yeah. yeah. Because that's kind of you've got enough people here for it to kind of to, to work. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, this is a good place to try a lot of things. I mean, it depends on exactly. I mean, obviously, if you have a very spe- like if you have a Star Trek costume, then it's a little deep cut Star Trek. Maybe mm-hmm. save it for a Star Trek con. But yeah. Uh, but things like that. But yeah, no, I was just thinking about how like um, uh, I was telling Mal about a guy I ran into at the T-shirt booth who, as soon as he saw me, he was kind of freaking out a little bit, going, "Wow, he's like that's I'm my mind's blown. What what is this? Is some kind of Elvis Captain Marvel? <laughs> that what I, I could tell he was like, and he thought I made it up, and I had because a lot of people thought I made it up, thought I just did an Elvis, <laughs> and I had to be like, no, and I'd explain. And he was just like. King Marvel, Kingdom Come. Well, I'll be goddamn. <laughs> and because he was trying to go like, yeah, because you're, you're, you're. I was like, right. I used to, no, I used to be Cat Marvel Junior. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you were Frankie. I was like, Freddie. Right, Freddie. Freddie. <laughs> but it was there. The seed of it. The was seed there, of it was yeah. there. I got. And he's like, man. He's just like, I was thinking. You know, he's like, I've been doing these comic cons for like ten years, and I was thinking cosplay is getting pretty boring. You just got me all excited about costumes again. No, he's like, that's they, the best no, thing I've no, seen. Like I mean, the reviews don't get much more glowing. No, than no. Do, he right? was yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna go home and read some some Marvel Family now. I want to I want to read more about King Marvel. I felt bad going like he's only in two panels in a book. But, <laughs> <laughs> but please, by all means, read Marvel Family. Yes. Yeah, Boy, is he going to have a frustrating week yeah. after this conversation. <laughs> Next time he sees you, he punches you. Yeah. What yeah. have you done? What have you done? <laughs> but, no, that was cool. That that little encounter was great. Yeah, there was, there was the people that, there were the people that got it, and even the people that didn't get it, but were going, I, I could tell there was just a lot of people going, man, that is just a cool costume. Or, wow, I'm, you know, just because, let's face it, how many times do you see a, there have been Elvis mashups before. I've seen Elvis Stormtroopers. Absolutely, yeah. And I think like an Elvis Boba Fett. But um, I know. Yeah, ma- mainly the Star Wars stuff. But Star I mean, Wars I don't stuff. know if that's just because like the remit for that fan base is just so big and Maybe. so wide in terms of like, do you know what I mean? It's well, almost like the law of averages. Somebody eventually is going to combine yeah. that character with the right. Elvis. Right. Well, I think the stormtroopers in general are such a blank slate I mean, yeah. I mean, that it's it just begs. It begs for a mashup of any kind of any sort of thing. I mean. It, it, it's kind of funny because my, my mind goes to the discussion we had about the sixth doctor. We, we were talking with them about the figures at this one at the sideshow booth, and they talked about the sixth doctor. And some of them, one of them made a joke like, you know, with that code, we could just sell a figure that's blank yeah. and sell crayons. <laughs> yeah. And somebody could just make up whatever code they want. And, and my mind just goes to that instantly because I'm like, Jesus, stormtroopers like that. You could literally do anything you want to a stormtrooper. Right. And one, if the helmet is the same, people are going to get it instantly, no matter yeah. what you do to it. And and it's sort of that universal character. You can do that. Which is why exactly you end up with, like, um, one of the characters that I always associate with, uh, one of the costumes I always associate with San Diego. And I used to see pictures of these guys before I even came out here for the first time. But there is a guy and his buddy who do, like, a lounge, like, a loungewear Darth oh, Vader yes. and yeah. Boba Fett. Yes. So yeah. they're always That's in the smoking those, jackets. Yeah. And yeah. literally the only Star Wars aspect of those it's, costumes are literally the gloves and then just the helmet. And everything else is, like... I believe they're known as Pimp Vader. Right, and, there you go. Pimp Trooper, yeah. There you go. Because they, they, they do. They look like, like pimps. Yeah, you know? precisely. Oh God. Yeah. Right. Now there's a fun in it, definitely. You know, it's interesting because um, I hadn't really considered this before, but uh, thinking along those lines of the stormtroopers, I should do that. I should make like a, a ton of Cybermen, and you could do that. You could like color and paint them in weird ways, and I, I, I'm sure that would just blow people's minds because it's a very different sort of 
mm -hmm. aspect. Everyone thinks of the Cybermen as these fearful, scary sort of things. But if people can take stormtroopers and turn them into these comedic, I mean, yeah, you I mean, know, if you did some Powerpuff Girl Cybermen, then sure, yeah, <laughs> you flip that totally on it. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> what um, I mean, uh, I mean, we, so we've talked a lot about, about these these costumes. Um, what are, are there any other? Um, well, are there any other standouts that you saw, or secondly, any other highlights in general? I mean, I know that Mal here spent all day in Hall H looking at a ton of panels, uh, and I, I'm going to say right now, I think probably the best panel I saw this weekend, and possibly in certainly many years at Comic-Con, if not ever, is the classic Doctor Who panel on Thursday. Oh, that was, such a, that was such a joy. Peter Davidson, Colin Baker, and Sophie Aldred. Maybe Aldred or Andrew? Aldred. Aldred. I mean, I, for one, was sitting in that panel going, okay, we have not had Classic Who at this con for decades, and I have a feeling that it's going to be this uncomfortable silence between questions. <laughs> You're going to get some old people coming up going, hey, I love you, but it blew me away because, one, there were young people asking questions. Yep. They handled the questions delightfully. They gave the best sort of repertoire back and forth. It was definitely the best panel. I mean, by far, the most entertaining. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, one, this panel was too short. It, it was only an hour. I, I wish they could have talked for two or three because I have a feeling they would have had a lot of fun. And then the simple fact that they were, what, Indigo Ballroom, and the ballroom was maybe half full. About half. Yeah. I, I mean, it's typical of this sort of thing that people should really look beyond like that old who because there's so much entertainment value i mean just the fact that these actors are this old and still able to entertain i mean god they should be on the show more bring them into the new yeah, show no, they sure were gonna have some fun with them they were even if they weren't the same character they well no i know they were in fine form they really the energy level was great the questions were really good which is very uncommon for some of these panels but the moderator was pretty good, and the yeah, the fan questions were generally actually yeah, pretty good. Um, and uh, I think it, it was just very entertaining and very very nice to feel the love for Classic Who, and that it was that entertaining because it could have just been like eh, you know eh, it was a panel. You know? Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. These things kind of seem to go one way or the other, don't yeah. they? Um, it's either one extreme or or the polar opposite. Um, I guess in terms of sort of panels, uh, the the only panel I attended this year, and the only one I sort of had plans to attend was uh, uh, on Thursday night. There was a uh, an Adam West celebration, right. which was which was really really nice. Um, I know it clashed with a few things for a few different people because over the course of the weekend, in fact, over the course of the weekend, a couple of people I mentioned it to turned around and said, "What?" Like they didn't even realize it was yeah. kind of going ahead, but it sure enough it was on the scheduling. Um, again, it was just an hour long, but. Um, essentially, it was yeah. Ralph Garman, Kevin Smith, uh, Lee Merriweather, the Catwoman from the '66 feature film, uh, and then James Tucker, who has very recently directed the two animated '66 right. uh, Batman movies that DC have put out and are putting out later on this year. Um, and essentially, it was four people who had all met this one man in totally different capacities, anything ranging from a friend to professionally, people who had interviewed him, people who had worked with him, and it was it was just wonderful. Like It was just such a, a super nice way to kind of sort of, yeah, to pay tribute to this guy. Um, I unfortunately wasn't able to make it to the LA tribute with the, with the signal and mm -hmm. stuff, so 
it was really nice to feel like sort of I got to participate on some level with mm-hmm. with, with that. So so yeah, so that was that was nice. Uh, yeah, so Scott and I went to that along with with Alex, and no one was in costume. We were there just there to kind of just just mm-hmm. enjoy the fact that everyone in that room was there to celebrate this dude who meant something different but equally special to all of us. Hmm. How, how much crying happened? Oh man, like I and I said this to Ralph afterwards when when we were chatting. I was like, dude, like I was so close to getting through it, and it was within the last five minutes, and I can't remember remember what the specific anecdote was he told but he got me and yeah the tears were kind of the tears were there but um in the nicest possible way just the warmth and the love in that room um and again the thing that kind of was was super super cool was there were kids there who definitely Mm. were there because they knew him as this madcap mayor of Quahog from Family Guy rather than and and as as big a Batman fan as I am like seeing the sizzle reel of the Family Guy no, stuff was, was also so as good. fun. I mean, as you oh. as you two are both aware, you were probably you know, Scott and I were probably driving you crazy, kind of just doing some of the some of the Family Guy <laughs> bits even all weekend. The kind of the that's true. Scott uh, with that voice, he can do that. The, the yeah, Adam Wee yeah. and the kind oh. of the sort of all the rest of it. So no, so that was that was a, a personal a personal you highlight. Know, that's, definitely. That's I mean, I'm sure they've got impersonators that do Adam West very well, but. It's it's surprising to me that Scott doesn't get more work. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that, that was definitely a big highlight for the convention, and uh, it's it, it sort of yeah, it, it's interesting because I know that we're supposed to talk about the costumes, but this year just did not feel as heavy and as interesting costume-wise as sort of previous years for me. As he said, I think a lot of it um, gets moved to these like semi-professional shoots in the hotels or back of the convention center. I mean, I did see some pretty cool costumes throughout the weekend, definitely as you hit Friday, Saturday. Yeah, you absolutely. Saw a higher concentration of it. Um, one of my favorites just, just today, actually, just kind of, I've been racking my brains trying to sort of, yeah, remember some of these great ones that I was deliberately and ironically trying to make a mental yeah. note of. Um, I saw one lady doing a really great... Um, uh, Diana from the from the Wonder Woman movie. So yeah, she had yeah. the kind of the the long coat and the kind of, uh, but she had the shield, oh, which was cool. So and the hat and whatnot. That and the the funny thing yeah, is, like, yeah, I saw yeah. her from behind initially. She was like sort of like right. ten people ahead of me as we were shuffling through a through a sort of a, right. a series of booths. And initially, my read was like, "Oh, is she doing Mary Poppins?" And then she turned around <laughs> to me because she had the hat and stuff, and she turned around and she had the shield. Yeah. And I just looked at Scott and he was like, "Oh, that's just cool," and. Uh, yeah, no, we we were all digging that because like she had a she yep, had a yep. reasonable read. Yep, yep. In terms of, I mean, like I don't think anybody quite looks like Gal Gadot. Uh, but like there were a number of very pretty girls doing Wonder Woman though this year. There's, I, I will there's that, and then that. there is like yeah. looking like kind of. I know what you're saying. But she she kind of she, do you know what I mean? The read was there sufficiently that yeah. put her in that suit, and it was just like, damn, like that is yep. that is pretty cool with me. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I do feel like there are some more obvious ones that I saw that I'm just I absolutely having a brain fart over. And never witnessed my own eyes. I, well, I mean, there's a lot of that sort of like, oh, you just missed. <laughs> well, that's that's any con this size. You'll never see everything. But I was thinking, like, you know, you were there with me when there was another guy on stilts doing a classic Megatron. Oh, yes. I, I had seen that Megatron mm-hmm. and an Optimus Prime that goes with him mm-hmm. at a previous con. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, seeing that it always keeps banging into my head, do your Transformer costume. <laughs> right. I, I know that Kelly uh, has done yeah. some Transformers already, and, and sort of, like, it, it's difficult, because in my mind, 
I guess I really want to do a good classic G1 looking mm-hmm. costume. Right. And yes, I'll probably have to be on some stilts, but that particular guy, it's it's entertaining to see, but he's just, I feel he's too too tall. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like all leg and, and yeah. very little arm. And, yeah. and sort of, like when you do that, when you get into the stilts and everything, yeah. at least my impression of it is that, yeah, I want arm extensions. I want yeah, I mean, this huge proportional, like, oh my God, I'm looking at a 12 foot tall robot. I, I imagine one of the hardest so. parts of selling that is kind of, proportioning it kind of yeah in in a way in which obviously is both practical in like a sense of like you've got to have a person in there operating that but mm-hmm. but sufficiently so that like you said it's not gonna be like that's a cool transformer but why are his legs like three times longer than his body or whatever i, I know that back when uh me and, and nathan joked about doing some transformers um i took and we took pictures of ourselves and i drew over them i did some sketches i don't know where those are but I, I, I kind of saw that the basic principle of making it work unfortunately comes back to um, there's a, a I, I, you know admittedly I think I've only seen it one year at Comic Con here is Gundam cosplayers like, have you ever seen okay. any yeah, yeah, the I'm truly that, good yeah. ones because a lot of people have a tendency to dress in like cardboard robot costumes or plastic ones yeah. and they have this tendency to look out of proportion because traditional Japanese anime look is you have longer limbs, longer mm-hmm. legs, longer arms, a smaller body. And in, in those cases, most of the Gundam players will try to do that, but they, they miss sort of the obvious, I need something longer. And a lot of people will try to do the stilts or feet or extensions. Yeah. But I've seen a couple of players, usually in the Philippines, but sometimes they come here. Like one year, there was a guy that did like a Gundam Mark II or something, and which was one I wanted to do. He had his arms out the side of the body. He had shoulders that went out and arms that came down. And then his hands connected at the bottom limbs. So think of it as a somewhat puppeteered arm movement. That's very cool, yeah. But then he raised his feet like a good foot and a half. And the effect of that, proportionately, was his head wasn't quite in the head. His head was just below the head. But when you did that, it looked perfectly proportioned, completely accurate. You're like, wow, that really looks real. Yeah. And and he was only like maybe eight and a half feet tall. It wasn't that much taller. But when I did those drawings, I realized that's how to make the G1 Transformers look right. Is that sort of weird, like you're not quite trying to get your arms all the way in yeah. and you'll have to do some extensions if you really want the arm, you know, your fingers to move and stuff, mm-hmm. but that is the only way that you'll get those characters to truly look, look right. as accurate as you see them in the cartoons, yeah. and this is something I talk about too, whenever anybody gets into sort of wanting to build like giant robot costumes and stuff you really should try that trick, get a picture of yourself get a picture of your character try a couple of different sketches over yourself and look at that before you even start building anything because it it really helps you to go, okay, I understand now my proportions. Mm-hmm. I understand where I'm going to see out of. Yeah. I understand how my movement might go. Yeah. You know, all these things help so tremendously before you kind of like, oh, no, I'm it's, just going to start uh, launching into it. I guess it's just the principles of pre-production, isn't it? I mean, the, the people designing these characters and these costumes yeah. on a production level, this is exactly what they're going through, isn't it, to kind of yeah. to, to establish that kind of... 
Yeah, I, 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 which I do. I, I have a tendency to go over the top with everything. <laughs> no, which is which is cool. It's that kind of that level of detail which really sells these suits. Um, I saw, just thinking of whilst you were talking about the more mechanical kind of stuff, I saw a great uh, Hawkman, actually, this yeah. year with the mechanical oh, wings. And We walked past him and I saw from a distance the wings folding up and I'm like, ah! And the more I think about it and the more I sort of... Well, I mean, given the type of conversation we're having... I think maybe stuff of that nature is what has pushed a lot of this cosplay outside because everybody wants their photo with yeah. a dude like that. But realistically, like he's yeah, not popping, he's yeah. not popping those wings on the convention no, floor. No. So you're gonna at least be upstairs in the sales pavilion, or if not outside, because they don't want you friggin' stopping anywhere in the middle of there. So yeah. it's, I kind yeah, of almost true. see a logic in in how and why to have this quantity of great costumes together unfortunately the real irony is that it's forced them out of the convention like well which, something big which like is that, kind yeah. of ridiculous when you think about it yeah but um but that, yeah it's... you know what that's a good point that's probably why you see a lot of repeats of certain types of costumes and why probably wonder woman went over so well mm-hmm. because that's a very compact costume it's yeah. a very you know it, it, it makes a woman look really good when it's done right so I think that there's that encouragement when you can see that type of easily accessible costume. Because mm-hmm. the same thing like the Rick thing we were talking about with the animated stuff. Sometimes an animated character proportionally just is an easier read. And you're like, okay, I can do this and I can do it on a budget uh-huh. and I can do it quickly. Yeah. You know, I I, mean, I've in, only got a couple of weeks. So in, I can in, in some it. ways, like there is like as much as we're talking about the super high end stuff and how great that is to invest that time and effort and to have that payoff in terms of the response. Like part of me really loves the idea that like this whole thing is democratic and anybody can get involved. And for me, at least, as long as somebody is having fun with it and they're not like upsetting anybody mm. in the process like that's cool to me that they looked at that costume and decided oh hey i can do this i can participate i mm. can do you know what i mean i can i can kind of do this and, and still enjoy my con and stuff which mm. is which is I, cool i i know that when when other uh, other people talk about the notion of a of how you should not exclude certain people from mm. cosplay how, how there's a lot of you know body shaming and and a lot of sort of you're you're not the right character for that or, or look for that character. Mm-hmm. It 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 is a great thing when you can look at a bunch of characters and truly go, that one I believe I I, I feel it calls mm-hmm. to me and I could really you know do that and 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 it's always a wonderful thing to see like you said somebody who's never done anything before mm-hmm. and and suddenly they're like. You know what? It just called to me. I just had to do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I, those are those are the ones I love. I, yeah. I mean, like, if I can deviate a moment on, on the thing, because yeah, at the um, at the two meetup, there was a kid who dressed as a Cyberman. Oh yeah. And it was it was based on patterns that I'd I'd made available to everybody online, and he wasn't like you know a perfect Cyberman, but him and his mother had definitely. Yeah. Gone that extra mile. Yeah, to, to like desperately that, that try kid to get is always going to remember, like the year he got to go to Comic Con as a Cyberman, and he's oh, going to yeah. remember and making pictures that costume with, with someone. And, yeah. But yeah. It, but it's just one of those things where it obviously called to him, and yeah. you could you could just get that I need to do this character. Yeah. Oh my God, now I can do it, uh-huh. and and that's something yeah that's very important to me as as a cosplayer is that if I can find a way to make sure that other people. Yeah, that's can, awesome. Yeah. If, I, if I can give that extra step to somebody else, Absolutely. I think 
my enjoyment of cosplay in, 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 or costuming in general goes up like another few, like, I, yeah, like I'm yeah. literally leveling up because yeah. I know that other people out there are like, oh, thank you so much for giving me that, that step stool that got me that extra level Absolutely. up like, to, to the next level. Share, sharing yeah. is caring and all, and all those yeah, other good cliches sure. that go with that. But yeah. I mean, a lot of these very specific costumes and like the progress, like you said, year on year of people getting better and better and better only happens because people share that love. And I mean, I know you've done a lot of that with the Doctor Who stuff and yeah, Scott has played his part alongside Wally and some of our <laughs> other friends in terms of getting all these dudes who are now out there as Adam West Batman to where they are now. It's mm-hmm. kind of, it, it's awesome. Like that, that collaboration and, and whatever I think is like so, so important. Like, cause we can all achieve like so much more. Like, do you know what I mean? Just by not being yeah. kind of idiots about this and sort of being proprietary and all that stuff. Like it's, no, they're, when, they're when a fandom is, works yeah. together, like there is a crazy amount of things that are possible. Mm-hmm. Yes. So work together. <laughs> <laughs> on the list for next year work teamwork. together Captain Power teamwork <laughs> <laughs> um, you know Bob I, I, if we're going to go to that level I mean because there's a part of me that always wanted to do um, the uh, the other robots the, the enemies that were always digital oh that, wow that there was like a meme that oh okay hey I wonder if I can do this as a you know, it's not going to look as cool, but oh my god! I feel this just totally escalated oh, significantly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you how you escalate this. You get some reflectors <laughs> on the robot so that someone could take the real oh, toy and aim it at it, and the toy would eject like it would with the TV show. Oh, so what? My helmet just flies off with the early. No, no, no. The target. toy would do it. That you make it that the robot does the same thing the TV show could do. Wow. You're now listening to Costume Station Escalation, the new uh, <laughs> the new spinoff where we simply. <laughs> Spitball ideas into just saying the, if you want to take the, the next level. Granted, you have to find everyone that was a kid in 1987. They really did appreciate that. Like you know, the 20 year olds today were like, Whoa, but <laughs> well, I mean, you and I have talked about ridiculous sort of costume things. Mm-hmm. I mean, greatest American hero trying to like somehow do the the nth degree sort of recreation. Oh, I, of that, that that's costume, still happening. So. No, that's happening. Yes, so that's yeah, you know, you my, go, that was yeah. my very first cosplay, and I've always wanted to upgrade it properly. Absolutely. Uh, maybe get some green guys in there. Get a good Bill Maxwell. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm all about it. Uh, no, I and I, I desperately want to do a Moonraker group with Bond and Holly Goodhead and that Drax would be and Jaws. Yeah. That that's something I must admit that I've never seen at San Diego. Like I've I've only ever once encountered sort of yeah a Bond or a Bond villain yeah. uh, cosplay, and that was that was in London, funnily enough. Oh. That yeah. reminds me. There was a Doctor Evil cosplay. It was pretty good. Yeah, oh, okay. uh, but Close. I've never seen <laughs> Blofeld. I've never seen. This is Odd it. Yeah, I've so never seen classic. Is, yeah, Bond. so I have seen a Blofeld, um, like a sort of a you only live twice era yeah. kind of Blofeld. Yeah. Um, and that was so cool. Mm. But again, like yeah, coming back to the, the the principle of the groups that we were discussing before, like the idea of having that ensemble, right? Especially at a convention like this, because. The sheer number of people you have at SDCC, like you are gonna have some diehard Bond fans who are gonna absolutely mm-hmm. blow their minds when mm-hmm. they when they see that. Yeah. Did you guys see the Despicable Me guy? Oh, the Gru. Yeah, yes. I saw it. He was. I, I, he I had a pretty. Him. Yeah. He had a, what looked to be sort of a, a Danny DeVito esque kind yeah, of prosthetic yeah. nose, and he was just smiling no. and like it looked the like he was having was so that, much fun with it. 
he he had like these huge shoulders and, and like he looked like a football player because he had the whole upper body was all extended mm. but it was great because it gave you that effect of like the thin limbs the triangle with, with the huge <laughs> you know body which is essentially what the, the character yeah, was and I, 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 I yeah hat off to him that was a great that idea was, that was fun that totally made it from that one level of like eh, I'm just cosplaying grew but no yeah. now I'm actually trying to look like the cartoon character oh man yeah no that was <sighs> that was that was really cool yeah I, I, I saw him this morning actually and he was yeah already even at sort of like 10am he was getting like a lot of love which is oh, always yeah, always yeah. cool yeah. you know you're doing you know some what? solid work when you're getting the kind of the 10am reactions right. on the floor if uh, speaking of crazy group uh, groups that uh, we could do because I, I suppose that'll be the deal I'll have to make with you, Bob, is that if we're going to do um, sort of the uh, uh, the Captain Power thing, uh, I've gotten I've been getting a lot of requests from people to recreate something that I, I sort of worked on back in the old days when I worked on Power Rangers. I worked on Beetleborgs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. One okay. person yeah, like, asked yeah, me I remember that show. to recreate those suits because I have pictures of them. I, I worked closely on the on kind of repairing the hero suits. Oh, wow. and, and so, yeah, I have some reference that's, that's un- unbelievably that, that's not That's not a show or a franchise I've thought about in a very long time. But I was going to say, somebody like your size, I mean, if I could get some shape... Maybe we could get you. Since oh, he's that, no! Like, I would. I would dig we that. Would I, I would. People. I would love to do kind of like a Bandai esque like mid nineties group. So you have a Power Ranger, you have Beetleborgs, you have like Masked Rider or oh something. Oh my god! And kind of, wow. Do you know what I mean? Like do like a proper like nineties Saturday morning kind of live action. That would be great. Of, yeah, that would nice. be that would that would speak to me on a number of levels. Oh I think. my god! Yeah. Spe- speaking of that, wow! I still want to do Japanese Spider Man, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. Yeah. If you do that, I've I've got to do the the. Spider-Man robot. <laughs> God, that would be funny. Dude. Okay, okay, I know we're, we're we're getting we're getting out there crazy here. Um, but yeah, suffice to say, I, I mean, this year it felt like a light year. It didn't feel like a, a heavy, crazy year. As like there have been years in the past that were sort of just oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, mm-hmm. every moment. And this year definitely felt like a. Uh, oh my god uh, yeah. <laughs> peaks just, and troughs <laughs> yeah it, it wasn't I, I don't know I mean maybe did you guys get a bigger like thrill out of this year than... I don't know I guess, I guess it's tricky because I've not been to this specific show for a few years I I was just super excited to be here like it felt it. okay put it this way if simply put it still felt like Comic Con to me. It still felt what I <laughs> like, what I understand San Diego Comic Con to be. Um, maybe a hair more people than the last time I was mm-hmm. here, but like I don't know. It yeah, it still it still had that vibe, um, and I guess it's subjective. I mean, the cool thing is that every one of those how many people is going to have had a totally different impression. There could be other people sat somewhere doing a very similar podcast, being like, "Oh, this year was the." best year we've ever seen this because they hung out on some steps for a while and saw a, a right. bunch of stuff we didn't see or they but, did all uh, the, uh, the outdoor stuff the yeah. off-site events which we didn't do at all I mean you could in theory I mean like I guess a kind of a, a tip or an insight for people who are struggling to get badges next year you could totally come to San Diego during this weekend and just even hang out outside the Mario in front of the the fountains, and you would still get to see a ton of great costumes. You could probably come as a cosplayer to this convention without actually visiting the convention. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like that there is there are that a is number feasible. of people that do that that hang out in that front area. Yeah. 
look like on the concourse in front of the lobby, yeah. The doors, yeah. and yeah, and still take a ton of pictures and still get yeah, a yeah. lot of you know love and traffic. Yeah, absolutely, and walk the gas lamp. Gas lamp is the same thing. Everybody comes down, and there are such incredible parties that yeah. occur that have nothing to do with this convention. I mean, that, actually, just thinking of the gas lamp and, and sort of even just a few hours earlier, an honourable mention, I guess, uh, goes to the... The, oh, the, 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 the aqua woman? The aqua lady. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure what the, what the character name would be. A female yeah. aqua man, yeah. There she was a good she was superb, yeah. yeah. But no, she was great. That suit was great. Her, the Wonder Woman with her was great. There was a classic Aquaman I saw that was pretty good, and there was a Jason Momoa Aquaman that was mm. pretty great. That was ahead yeah. of me in line. Oh, in fact, actually, yeah. So there was a dude who one day did Carl Drogo, and then the next day I saw oh, him as Aquaman. Nice. So he, I smart, guess, is one of those dudes choices. who yeah. he knows he looks like Jason Momoa. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so more power to him. Like he oh, looks, that's he true. Looks I did see more than one... Um, um, oh, oh, my God, I'm terrible with names. Um, the, the, the Moa, the, the, the Moana. Oh, Moana, yeah, the Disney yeah, character. Someone yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, the, the God. Yeah, it was hilarious because that, that whole background noise thing, or, or the, the, the outer perimeter thing you talk about. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the, this guy who's like a big, looks like a good Samoan size yeah. guy, had taken a marker and had drawn uh-huh. on himself or had somebody draw on him all of the tattoos. And he walked by and there was more than one person like, Dedication, dude. Serious dedication. <laughs> yeah, I. You get props, man. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw him <laughs> near the um, yeah near the Marriott fountains when uh, when Vicky, Alex, and I were shooting some pictures of her evil queen on the way back. Right, it was yeah. kind of that seemed to be like a bit of a Disney hotspot. There was yeah. like there was a few princesses and whatever, but then just off to the side there was this like six foot four like <laughs> yeah. amazing like yeah. I, I don't know what the character from Moana is called, but like that that guy. Yeah. Um yeah with the with the the, the, the fake tats and stuff. So yeah. yeah, I mean I mean that must have been a dream for him when that movie came out and all of a sudden <laughs> there was a character who yeah I'm still yeah. waiting for that to happen. The obvious casting. Right, right, the obvious casting. <laughs> Oh, yeah. um, no, no. There's there's all kinds of stuff Excuse out me. there. It it blows me away. And then, um, yeah, I was just thinking like other characters. But yeah, you brought up a good thing with the Aquaman. That was that was pretty good. And actually, not as many Supermans this year. There's always a fair amount of Batman. No, like but I I saw quite a few Supermen in the kind of the kind of the almost just a. Above Ruby's kind of yeah. end of things, if that, and, and that's not, and that's not, that's not a slight. That's just kind of, I guess, the easiest way to give you a visual reference. The kind of guys who are like still carrying like their big con bags yeah. with all their swag and like their yeah. badges on full display. So like, I get that maybe there are people out there who who are like are digging Superman at the moment, but yeah. perhaps I don't know if that movie's maybe done some damage to the rep of kind of yeah. some of the obvious guys who you think of who I guess there are the two Bryans who I always associate as being like Superman guys do you know right, what I mean like, yeah. I've not seen anybody kind of doing Superman at that level for quite a yeah, while I can only think about now. three really like real high end Superman I saw yeah. versus a, probably at least three times as many Batman yeah there was of the, various uh, types there was a guy who posed with you guys when you were doing the Bat Crew uh, who was like a slightly older dude he was doing a great kind of New 52 that's kind right of yeah. Sort of, he yeah. was he was definitely one of the better better Superman I saw this right. weekend. Did you see, um, or were you the one that showed me the photo of the Superman family? 
No, I didn't, but I saw... But yeah, I think I saw know, them. It's yeah. where, like, the husband was doing, um, uh, I think it's Man of Steel, Superman. The wife did Wonder Woman from the movie, and the okay. daughter did Supergirl. Huh. Oh, that's and, cool. and they looked perfect, and, and somebody showed me some pictures where they had taken some pictures somewhere around here where one of the hotels has, like, this Grecian column thing. Oh, And wow. it was perfect. It was a perfect right. shot. I was like, oh, man. That's definitely one of those ones. No, that's, gonna get that's not the family I thought you meant. I saw a family which, uh, with which like they had, uh, obviously a mum and a dad, and then a, a daughter and a son. And the, the mum and the daughter were uh, Wonder Woman, and the and the kind of the dad and the son were Superman, which kind of looked uh-huh. cool. They both had like their yeah. relative mini me's. Like they were all like kind of wow. on brand with the same incarnation you know, of the characters. I was just sorry. Go on. Well, no, no, no. Just a brief note of this year, I did notice a lot of that. A lot of family that cosplays together or stays together. together. <laughs> yeah. so, so I was like, oh, this year is, I guess, that year of the kids are like definitely going, you know what? I'm going to get heavily involved. And, yeah. and it was funny too, there were a couple of times I saw kids in full costumes and the parents are just wandering behind them. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, these kids are just getting in way early. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool though, isn't it? Yeah. I was thinking this idea of a Superman group would be, yeah, especially for a family. I thought, well, this is me as an old school fan here as usual. But I was like, if you did Superman family, man, if you did Silver Age, like you had a Superman, a Lois, a classic Supergirl with maybe like even a crypto or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought, yeah. man, that'd be oh, something. What? Dude, it'd be great as if you have the baby, but you dress him as Hoppy. Well, that's if you do a Marvel fan. I was thinking if you do the baby, you make him baby Kal-El, wrap him in the blankets. Oh, that's even better. Make the the, um, stroller uh, the rocket ship. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Or Jor-El, something like that. Oh, actually, there was a... There was a Professor X, like a, a, oh, yeah. a, a James McAvoy Professor X oh, cool. around, and his chair, I like, I don't know if he made it or he bought it, but the it was chair incredible. was badass. Yeah. I was like, is that real? He went to Profiles in History and spent some yeah, serious That's what money. it looked like, and yeah. really, because like, he just drove by, but I was like, Whoa! What is that? Yeah, yeah. No, that is crazy. I mean, on on a, on a similar sort of in a similar vein. Just before you said that, I was thinking about uh, there was a guy who had turned his wheelchair into a Tie Fighter. Yeah, and he was dressed oh, as the pilot in the kind awesome. of the, the overalls and stuff. And I was just I like, love man, it like when they do that. It's just oh. yeah, like stuff like that just absolutely warms your heart because you're like only a Comic Con can like. Yeah. You know I mean, like. It just I, I love the fact there is a space for a dude to do that and for him to like kind of fight it out in the kind of on the on the con floor yep. or on the exit yep, like yep. that is some dedication. Oh yeah. People sure enough were like they were like making way for that dude like. Uh, and, oh, I which is no see, easy uh, task. I did see a, a, an ATST. Do you know what that is? Uh, it, it's like in Star Wars you have the AT-AT walkers. Oh, okay. You have the little they call them chicken leg walkers. Oh, okay. The smaller right. ones. Somebody had done one of those where. They were inside of it, and they had the feet attached to their feet, okay. but the legs went behind them, so it was like a slight puppet sort wow. of thing. Wow, okay, right. And, and their hands are inside controlling, like, the guns and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there were some awesome. people around them, but you're right. It was sort of the same thing of, like, parting of the seas. Yeah, like... Because that, that, something that big comes by, <laughs> everybody goes, whoa, let's get out of the way. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's stuff like that that kind of just is, like... It's a total, like... Like the, the old cow trick, right? Or the cow or the horse. You have two people in <laughs> someone it. Someone at the front, like, one like at the back. Yeah. And the two of us someone, uh, <laughs> someone did it at Dragon Con. Did you see it? Someone no, did it. Someone no, did it, and it was really good. And the, the piesta resistance was so... The ad in general was very well made. It looked like it was either foam or good cardboard or something. But it was well painted. 
And as they walked by, the camera was close enough to see they had they had hung a little Kenner action figure of Luke <laughs> uh, hanging from a rope uh, off, oh, off the side, awesome. and that was what made me go, "All right, that's it. They win." You know. Yeah, it's the it's the little there, things. There's a there's a Galactus that comes to this con. Oh, he's great. Yeah, and he's the same way because he's got a little Silver Surfer oh. action figure like near you <laughs> at all times, and I'm like, "Oh, brilliant, brilliant." <laughs> so, no, that's superb. Yeah. I think I think when like a sense of humor can be coupled with yep. something that's also quite high end, like mm-hmm. that is an absolute match made in heaven when it, it comes is. to these kind of suits or, or these kind of these bigger theatrical kind of costumes. I, it's an element of genius. It really is that sort of moment when you recognize, oh, there's something I could do here that's going to give it that just that little extra. It's like that prop. Yeah. You know, like like looking at a Thor and you're like, well, that's a cool Thor. Where's your hammer? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, absolutely. But, but it's it's all about sort of sometimes just the littlest touches yeah. are the things that and really some, put it over the top. Sometimes it's even like there are suits that are okay and then you notice a detail and it instantly elevates it. Yeah. Um, so there was a dude on... Saturday morning who Scott and I kind of came across who was doing like a, a Batman the Animated Series mm. Batman mm. and the first thing I said when I before I saw him turn around I was like oh I hope he's got the blue on the inside of the cape and sure enough he did it wasn't the great like do you know what I mean like it didn't look like super heavy or anything it, it looked okay but as soon as he turned around he'd, he'd whited out the eyes and mm. all of a sudden it took that kind of uh, sort of fairly generic looking simple shape of that cowl and just instantly gave it that read because Obviously, yep. you couldn't see his eyes and stuff like that. Just kind of was that ten percent that kind of actually mm-hmm. like behaved more like thirty percent in terms of like improving the overall. Yeah. Kind of, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Look no, you're right. There's so many times I've seen stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. That's oh oh wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> now you're over the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. It's as you say. The, the more we think about, it, the more oh yeah, there was this guy. Oh yeah, there was that guy. Well, this girl. Yeah. I I, I guess. This, the yeah, at the end here, the 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 the, the Yaku character, the, the the samurai Jack villain, uh-huh. the fact that they took and had a, had him like what ten feet tall, mm-hmm. proportionately, it suddenly made that character. Mm-hmm. It looked so real. You're yeah. like, I know that's a cartoon character, but damn it, that really sells this character being that tall and that imposing. You're like. It's so cool. I think one of the others I was trying to trying to recall before, and you just you just totally jogged my memory there when you were talking about the proportions. Um, we ran across a rocket raccoon, didn't we? On, yeah. On, on Friday. Oh, right. And what I was great about that was like costume. the dude was nearly six foot, but his gun was in proportion <laughs> with I the character. Him. So I saw him out of costume. Cue, I was like, cue, the, yeah, I see cue the jokes about yeah. rocket raccoon and his unusually large gun, but like. Yeah. It, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, that was kind of... I mean, I don't know how the heck he got it through doorways, but... Yeah, no, that was his problem. Because I saw <laughs> somebody who basically had a rocket raccoon costume, no head, with the arms off, but you could see the fur, and I'm like, well, that's that's big. That's And then you're right, because I, I believe I saw either his wife or his, his daughter, and yeah, the gun was as big as them, and I'm like, yeah. like oh... Well, that's a cool gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. It was. It, was, it looked so like it was foam or whatever, but like it, yeah. it, 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 it yeah, yeah, it did. It took it to the next level. <laughs> the the fur and stuff was like it was done well. It was done really, really well. But the, yeah, spending that extra half a day yeah. or whatever on making that 
huge prop was just yeah. no it does you're yeah. right it, it sells the scale yeah. of the character for a moment yeah because i i know that I, I remember i saw one time i don't know which con it was but there was a, a young boy mm -hmm. who was dressed up as as rocket with his That's dad cool. who was in a big brood costume right, right. And i was like that's working. Yeah, that's yeah. great. You know? Those are the kind of ones that end up as like viral memes, and it's like parenting done right. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Meme fodder. Yeah, it's always good stuff, man. Seeing the seeing the kids have a good time. I saw a lot of kids, uh, maybe slightly older kids, like around I don't know eight to twelve, uh, and some pretty good flash gear. Um, oh, it's not yeah. at least three pretty that. decent wow. flash. And we're not just talking rubies. We're talking like no. a little higher end. No, I get that. I saw a great Grant Gustin who can't have been more than like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. Um, and as much as I'm kind of utterly apathetic towards it, I saw a an upcoming Justice League movie style. Yeah. Oh, who I was again like a kid yeah. can't have been more than 16 so I was like on that basis like kudos to you you, you saw that footage no, and you no, responded that, to it and yeah. you made your suit and it looked and it looked great from yeah, the yeah. point of view that like the construction was wonderful and stuff and there were also a number of good Supergirls um, actually I would say Supergirl was maybe number 4 or 5 on that list of common costumes mm. um, and it, they really varied you know some were ruby some were you know decently homemade there were two that do stand out where I remember you know and often they're either getting a picture with me in some other costume or I'm seeing mm -hmm. them getting a picture with some other people yeah. and I'm checking out the costume for a hot minute going that looks pretty legit like yeah, you know yeah, going like, I don't know what that girl did but she found some good fabric yeah yeah <laughs> um, I think it's the bodysuit on that which kind of sells it because I mean the cape yeah. is, the cape can it's be that, reasonably approximated but mm -hmm. it's that well, having that texture to that almost rubbery kind of texture That's, it is it is because a lot of these suits the way they do them now is there is a a, a 3D printer that prints rubber like texture on top of fabric. Oh, and okay, can, yeah, yeah. And, and the thing that kind of, the, the next level of all that is that it started out with just printed texture, which is what they did on Tron with all the little oh, texture I see. points yeah, yeah. and all of your, your gussets. Yeah. Because it was on spandex. But now what I've been seeing lately is it's a twofold thing where they print the fabric with like a two color process uh -huh. or a three color process. And then they'll print over that yeah. in 3D. So you get this like unbelievable depth and lower upper sort of thing going on you're like oh my god there's no way that there's dimensions to, to it which is yeah okay. yeah yeah and, and you're right that's the thing that like as bob's saying you know that looked so legit yeah when you can get close to that yeah when you can get like the right kind of fabric with the right kind of mm -hmm. feel color you can get so close to that texture because i know some people that go nuts enough to try and actually create a silk screen and try to silk and, screen that yeah, texture yeah. on and it's it's tough to do it right, but man, if you do it, yeah, yeah kudos to you. You win the day. It's, it's definitely that's really you've gone that extra mile. We might as well say that's a pro. It, it, it's always interesting to kind of to look at I guess that ranking of popularity costume wise in terms of sort of what people are really kind of well, what's really sort of impressing on people over the course uh, of the year. And mm -hmm. I don't know, like I I'm I'm a big Supergirl fan. I think this TV show has got such a cool tone and mood to it so yeah so I was yeah. I was over the moon to see kind of this is my first time at Comic Con since that show's been mm -hmm. on the air mm -hmm. so it was really cool to see like all these girls who obviously like look up to Melissa and kind of do you know what I mean like right. that's, that's really exciting I didn't realise you, you liked the show because um, uh, the place I, I work at occasionally Legacy does a lot of the villains oh awesome. they did Martian Manhunter I saw them in the process of revamping it for the right, season right. so yeah that's but cool. they, they did him they did uh, Red Tornado nice and, right and, uh, right uh, one of the other uh, 
villains. I can't remember his name, but uh, but yeah, it, 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 it's crazy too because I keep I, I like I constantly bug them. I'm like, hey, why didn't I get it? <laughs> and they're like, well, it's not really what you normally do, Mel. I'm like, but I'll do it. I'll still do it. And, yeah, it, it's always fun to like see what the real thing is, and then you kind of see some of the cosplays. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I love it when I come up to a cosplay and I'm mean, like. Where did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> we need it back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, oh yeah, I got a friend who works on the show. I'm like, ah. There you go. Hey, don't say anything else. <laughs> on the uh, on the on the topic, I guess, of original costumes, uh, Prop Store of London kind of brought out quite a quite they a did whole yeah. selection True, of stuff was, this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything from there was like a Val Kilmer Batman suit. Um, there was Robocop wasn't there from Robocop, Robocop 2. 2 yeah mm-hmm. and then yeah. I guess sort of um, for a lot of us in our immediate sort of group we were, we were really digging on the fact they had a Julie Newmar um, 66 Catwoman suit which was right. awesome to they, see they up they close they had a Nicholson Joker there, there was right? a Nicholson Joker indeed yeah and, and, and uh, a Mal suit from Serenity that was it I yeah, was yeah. so happy to see with that with the overcoat and stuff yeah yeah, yeah that was a fun one too because I had never noticed his suspenders before and it was on the, on the mall, and, and he oh, was okay. taking pictures of that because yeah, I had never noticed the suspenders had all this really cool detail on them. I'm like, right? How did I never notice that before? Yeah, no, that's yeah. cool. But I mean, I, I guess that's that's the bizarre thing where these two worlds kind of collide. Like you've got these people who spend the whole year making costumes, and then mm-hmm. yeah, the opportunity to see that kind of stuff the real in person ones, yeah. is kind of yeah. It's always a nice thing when you can actually see the real one, and you can sort of compare notes, as it were. Like, oh, wow, how close did I get? Did I guess right? Because that's, for me, a fun one when I do, at least in the old days, when I used to do the Mm frame-by-frame. Like, all you have is the trailer. You pray there's a back shot somewhere. Frame-by-frame. And then when you actually see the actual legitimate reference, you're like... Mm -hmm. Oh, I got so close. close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess what was also cool about the prop store uh, sort of setup and the way their booth was laid out was unlike someone like Warner Brothers who are going to put like they're going to put the Wonder Woman suit or the Batman suit or whatever in glass or plexiglass or whatever. These suits were literally like it, it, you weren't meant to, but if you really wanted to, like you could have touched those things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. They were being super cool about showing people stuff. Like, all you had to do was ask, and they were being more than yeah. sort of more than polite about kind of giving you sort of mm-hmm. like we we got a chance to sort of check out sort of the reverse of the Julie Newmar and kind of see some of that detailing with the kind of the sort of the the darting and whatever and the kind mm-hmm. of the arrangement for the so yeah like that kind of uh, access to those costumes is pretty unprecedented. This sort of being at an auction or whatever and right mm-hmm. place right time kind of thing. They so. had a much better uh, setup, I thought, than um, normally. Profiles is a great. Setup. Up for that kind of thing. This year it was, I mean, they had a big Carrie Fisher thing, which was cool. It was all from like Carrie Fisher and W. Reynolds collection. Personal collections, yeah. Uh, which, yeah, that's neat stuff, but I mean, normally you're seeing a lot of great costumes and props yeah. this year. I guess it was by the nature of the fact that that's obviously a, a huge right. auction that's coming up for them. Yeah. And they kind of decided that they were going to throw every book they could at promoting yeah. and sort of no, trying, I get to, it. trying to develop yeah. some excitement about that. But yeah, I mean, it was, it would have been so cool to have sort of seen the kind of fair mm-hmm. that they normally kind of bring mm-hmm. to. Yeah, normally bring to San Diego. Yeah. But, yeah, so some cool original stuff, a lot of great creative cosplays and, and some and some cool panels. Um, uh, Mel and I also saw the new Doctor Who panel on Sunday, uh, or I should say earlier today, uh, which was which was pretty good and, and uh, was uh, 
a little melancholy to hear some of the stuff they were, you know, uh, Capaldi had said, oh, what's your, what's the hardest part about the show? And he simply said, leaving it. And that's like, oh, you know. Oh, man, yeah. That's the, yeah, you know. there was that, that initial sort of, oh, and then the next thought that went through my head was like, what? Why don't you stay then? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think fault. it's fully his choice. <laughs> Uh, that's my theory. Anyway, um, so overall, Comic Con, good times, bad times, okay times. What do you think? Always good times. Good, good, good pals. Good costumes. Yeah, it's been it's been a fun five days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't a disaster for you, Mel. It's we're doing yeah, we're doing a good cop, up. bad cop. Okay, kind of okay, Bob. Yeah. See, and, and that's why I should not be the final comment here. I should be the the the, the middle or or near the front because yeah, like, you, we should always end on a happy note. And I, I have a tendency to be like, nah, it was okay. Except when it came to the classic Doctor Who panel, even that got a smile out of Mel because I I was like, all right, even Mel liked this panel. So. <laughs> oh, I, I love that panel. Oh man. All right, Mal approved. What about you, Bob? Yeah, no, always, always a good time. I, I was definitely, um, man, my age is catching up with me. I was definitely feeling it uh, tired-wise the first day or two um, from lack of sleep, but um, where I'm just like, man, because, you know, I've been going to this since I was in, like, 23, 24. Um, yeah, back then, wouldn't have had a problem. I remember going and trying to find anime screenings at, like, midnight back then, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to just soak this con in till I drop. Uh, I, I remember yeah. those days. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, no, I, just, I do anywhere from four to five hours in costume, and there were also, the, I remember in the old days, I, I tried to do all day, I tried to do, like, eight hours in a costume, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> God, like, I can't. So afterwards, yeah, I, I have a great time in costume, I'm glad I showed off what I did, glad we did the groups, and we still organized the Who meetups and all that good stuff. Uh, and it was great catching up with a lot of good friends, some of whom, I, again, I haven't seen in a long time or I only see once a year. Uh, so overall, yeah, great times. Just just adjusting to the, okay, it's all right if I'm not out partying after 10 anymore, you know. This is it, yeah. I mean, I think that the prospect for any of us uh, going to some of the parties that we had invites and whatnot. Yes, too, yes, we, yeah. We, right. we kind of shuddered at the thought of, yeah, <laughs> any more excitement than we'd already uh, sort of had it, that day. It's so ironic, too, because I know that many a convention, that's part of the highlight of the con is you dress up, but then, wow, I get invited to a great party. I definitely need to go to this party. And the fact that we got invited to a party this year, multiple parties, and we're like, oh, I'm too tired to do this. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of embarrassing. So. Yeah, it's kind of sad. I don't know. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, well, when you boil it down, it's like, oh, okay, it's a bunch of people in a loud dark room drinking and, I don't know, I assume dancing and stuff. And yeah, I'm just like, definitely. The thought I, of being in yeah. good condition to kind of go out on the con floor the following day is that's like, it. Too. That's definitely like weighing those two things up. Like in my mind, there is no, there is <laughs> the, no like the priority is yeah, that absolutely. I need the energy to dress up tomorrow. Pretty much, <laughs> like, like, like that's, that's it. And I think yeah. that's what separates different types of cosplay or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that because yeah, some of some of our friends yeah can, can burn that candle at totally. like both ends, but yeah. others. Who can't? They make their priorities. Uh, yeah. Well, that and just, yeah, there's a lot of people I know that revel in what I call the Dragon Con syndrome. But that, I feel like Dragon Con is like, oh, you're cosplaying and you're partying. Like, it's like, I feel like there's almost no panels there. I'm sure there are. But, I mean, every coverage I see is always the cosplay and the parties. Yeah. Well, I, I've heard, yeah, that Dragon Con is the drinking con. <laughs> you, you go there basically to drink. I, In fact, most of the people that I know that regularly attend Dragon Con, there is... Uh, They're all alcoholics. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it's just like you have two different types of cosplay. You have your, I'm wandering around during the day, 
And then I go and dress up specifically so I can go out and party at night. <laughs> These are like, my drinking tights. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Indeed. But anyways, yes, good time. So with that in mind, we're going to finally sign this off. So Ben, Mal, thanks a lot. Thank Absolutely, you. yeah. And we'll be back next time with more Shop Talk here on Costume Station Zero. <laughs> Thank you.